Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name's TJ. My buddies Dan and Colin. <laughs> guys, how's it going tonight? Uh, what is going on? Well, like I was telling you before we hopped on, I, if we recorded this right after the game, I, the the anger would have been palpable. But I've I've been able to uh, ruminate on it for a couple of days, so I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing better. I'm doing okay. I'm fine. We're we're trying to determine that the stages of uh, grief after a Giants loss at this point is just numbness. I think, yes, yeah. Just, just right. submit. Just let let it, let it wash over you, as you said in prior episodes. Yeah, <laughs> just let just submit. Yeah. Amazing. I want. Uh, I did want to give a special shout out today to uh, our our foreign listeners. Uh, I know we got a lot of people listening in, in UK, Belgium, Sweden, a lot of Western Europe. Uh, we've we've hit Philippines and Peru as well. Um, can someone in Australia listen to us so we can get all, everything? Maybe there's like a guy in Antarctica wants to listen to the podcast too yeah, I don't worldwide know. i don't know so thanks a lot for either having a vpn or being a listener in a foreign country we really appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> also i i want to shout out again to western rise i i went on and i bought uh, a darker pair of chinos and i've been rocking them all the time um they're a little expensive pants to work in but i do have a job where i got to move around a lot so i have been wearing them there and it's been pretty sweet totally enjoyable dan i know you're in the same boat as me right yeah, I mean, I was I was talking about it last week. That the stretchability allows for dynamic movement, which is crucial in your, in, you know, your 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 stylish yet uh, utilitarian use of, of pants. So, uh, Western Rise is definitely the place to go to check it out. I know a lot of uh, BBU heads out there have been hitting up the store. So, you guys don't don't hesitate. I think inventory might be down. We've been clearing out the shelves on the Western uh, Rises. You know, factory uh, warehouse space, um, but get them while they're hot, and, and tell them that uh, the boys from BBU sent you. You know, spread the word. Yeah, Colin, didn't you have a friend that spent a bunch of money over there? Or? Uh, it was my cousin. He he ah. texted me uh, right after the last week's episode, and he's just he's like, I I I bought six hundred dollars worth of clothes. So there you go. It's a beautiful thing. Wow, where are we? Are we influencers now? Or ah. Uh. Yeah, well, I mean, our team isn't, so I guess we have to be. <laughs> Something has to go right in this world. <laughs> At least Western Rise is doing well. Uh, and Dan, um, ha- ha- what, are we, what are we hearing from Gettleman this week, man? Well, again, uh, he has been feeling the heat, and this time he's poked his head out from his underground uh, sort of hermit st- uh, status, and, and he's, he's, he's hit Twitter again to his, his burner account. Um, and this was his response to a lot of people you know, giving him a hard time about his awful team building and particularly certain players like Evan Ingram, who's never been good. Um, and, and Gettleman had this to say, he goes, haters up because we lose, lose, lose a fake analytical community conspiracy. Many young players who get better very fast. 99% corrupt stats conspiracy at an all time high on November 3rd. The topic will totally change. Shut up. <laughs> there we have it. November third. So 3rd, old Davey's a little fired up, oh. a little fired up. But uh, you know, what can you do with a guy like that? At least he's got some passion. And of course, uh, I was saying before, November third is the trade deadline. So, um, speaking of the trade deadline, we saw Marcus Golden get moved by Gettleman for a six-round pick over to Arizona. Um, probably a good move, I think. Uh, he wasn't really playing. Judge wasn't utilizing well. I know he had a sack on Thursday, but uh, for someone who basically no one was going to sign in the offseason to grab some draft capital, 
on a sinking ship. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, it, what other roster moves are we looking Didn't at? Did we what, get Golden for a sixth-round pick? No. no. I think I, he was just a free agent signing. He was a free agent he? signing. I think, oh, we lost a compensatory pick uh, or something sure. with, yeah. So, I mean, uh-huh. you can look at it this way. He would have walked in the offseason, so sixth-round pick is better than nothing, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. That's really it. Yeah, Dan, you have to. <laughs> it shows just lack of an entire like we thought they were playing like you know forty chess with the Marcus Golden signing. Remember the beginning of the year, like yeah, you know, they they played that really well. They yeah. they didn't give him a big contract. They gave him like a prove it contract, and and this just sort of shows you that they didn't have a plan. It just sort of happened. <laughs> well, you know and what they... it, you know what it is. I think it was, it was just an obvious disconnect. There was someone, and it was probably Gettleman who wanted to keep him around, and the coaching staff was just like, eh, give her you know. Take it or leave it. I don't really care about him being here. And then he clearly didn't get the playing time, so that was that. Just well, I mean, like pick your battle. My guess yeah. was that he was probably looking for more money. Um, the Giants used that weird tag on him. He had to sign with them. And then they flipped that small contract for a pick. I mean, fine enough for me. Hopefully get hopefully the next GM, when Gettleman gets fired at the end of the year, will make use of that six-round pick. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um but, you know, it got, it got me thinking, you know, I know there's a little bit, a lot of chatter out in the media about, you know, the Giants moving a lot of other people because, you know, of, of the team basically being in a full rebuild again. Um, and I, I have to bring up that I, I, I know people have been saying they're not going to move him, but after the Odell Beckham Jr. trade, I don't believe anything Gettleman says at all. You don't sign a guy just to trade him, and then you trade him. So, you know, that's all hogwash. So I have to say, I really would love to see Evan Ingram out of here. Um Obviously, like a really talented guy, he's physically gifted. Um, we don't see it on the field at all. Just super inconsistent, injury prone. He's still on the field this year, which is cool, uh, I guess. But what the problem is, he just seems to be getting worse and worse since his rookie campaign, which you know he had like 700 yards and six touchdowns. Never, never even came close to hitting those numbers. I, I realize he didn't play in as many games um, the last couple of years. I mean, he is on pace to do okay this year. But really, wh- what my thing is is the drops, the five drops this year already, and obviously. That huge one on Thursday night, which could have sealed the game potentially. Um, but I also have to mention people aren't really talking about the one Jones threw him a ball and he tipped it that was intercepted in the second quarter. Which is another huge play uh, in that game. I I just don't need – he just doesn't need to be on this team. I, they better not pick up the f- fifth-year option, which I don't think they're going to do. Um, I think there might be a GM out there that sees potential in him and, and his fit in a different system. I think he could go for, for maybe an early mid-round pick, maybe. I don't know. I, whether or not Gettleman ships him off is another question. I know we just said – I just said before. But you never know with this guy. Um, you know, Dan, are, are you looking at any other roster moves for the Giants that you'd like them to make right now? Sure, sure. But but something on Evan Ingram, you know. The, yeah, I got the something thing too. On, <laughs> the thing on him was coming to the league, he, he – the one thing that he was couldn't do was block. So, which makes him a tight end that's a primarily a receiver, and he can't catch. Um, he the one touchdown he scored was on a that reversed handoff play, right? Uh, he hasn't caught any passes, any deep passes. All all his routes have been within basically five, ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Um, so he's just either not good or not being utilized properly, or both. But it, but right now it's pointing to he's just not good. Uh, they're making offensive schemes around him trying to get him the ball. Um, and he's really not not doing anything extraordinary, anything that, you know, the focal point of your offense should be doing. Um, but before moving on, Colin, what, what do you have to say about it? Oh, well, I mean, if we if he goes, TJ, uh, 
who's going to run the sweep as a tight end? We need a tight end that can run like a running back because we need more players that we can convert to running back. That's uh, you hey, got to get rid of the tight end sweep. Yeah, the tight end sweep because we're the only Damn. team in the league that puts their tight end in a situation like that. Granted, he's had some success doing it, but like I, I understand what Garrett's trying to do, but maybe he's thinking since Jones can't get the ball out, uh, he can't hold on to it long enough. Maybe that's why he's not having these deep passes thrown to him. Well, he doesn't I, need to be deep passes. Just give the give the guy the ball in some space and let him make a play. If he's, absolutely. If he's supposedly like this 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 guy that is the best. Most of athletic course. guy in the offense. I, I don't well, you got to catch it to be able to run with it. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Very good point. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the original question. Oh yes, players. Um, but who, you, who you guys? Who you guys want the Giants to get rid of? Um, you know, we're we're in rebuild mode again. We need some draft capital. Dan, who are you looking at? Sure. Uh, no, nobody's off off the block for me. Um, I think you know the first reaction when you texted Golden was traded to Arizona. I was like, oh, Golden Tate, great. Um, so, you know, it was the other golden, but uh, Tate can still go. I don't know how much you're going to get for him. His contract is sort of onerous for the production that he's putting up. But I'm sure, like, a team that thinks they can compete um, and might be a receiving threat away, maybe someone like we mentioned before, like the Patriots or, I don't know, Arizona just took – I mean, uh, the Buccaneers just took A.B., so maybe not. But, uh, you know, may, maybe like the Saints, they're having a lot of problems with um, Michael Thomas. Um, someone that's got a relatively stable offense that could use a veteran player that – that seems to be able to contribute somewhat in a functioning offense. It's hard to even gauge what he can do on this Giants offense. Uh, the other guy I would say they should trade um, is Peppers. I don't think yeah. Peppers has been contributing nearly on the level of a you know a you know one of your star defensive players. He can't cover. Um, he makes a couple plays, uh, you know, up up on the line uh, you know, tackling, but he is. Uh, hasn't been a, a game changer or someone that reliable um, on the defense. I think he had a sack this this week, which was the first yeah, he time did. he showed up. But then he I was like injured in the middle of the game too, and he, he was out for a bunch of plays. Yeah. Um, for what we're paying for him and what he's supposed to be, I think he's one of the few players we could afford to lose and also get some sort of draft capital back. So I'd look into shopping him. Yeah, I, um, I definitely agree with that. It's like when I'm going back to Golden, I mean, I'm hoping that that TD catch he made will maybe uh, blind somebody to to try yeah. to, to pick him up, even though he's not been playing well at all. And and I think you're right too. Logan Ryan and McKinney should be back there. Maybe maybe oh. Peppers can go. Yeah, McKinney. Colin, what are you thinking? Oh well, I was just going to say just a little segue for a second. I saw just as we were talking about him last week, just a couple of days ago, if not yesterday, uh, McKinney. Uh, he put his first story or post of any sort on his Instagram in, in months where it was him getting his cast taken off and starting to run in the pool and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. Great. That's, that's, I'd love to see it. Um, in terms of players, I don't know. Like I racked my brain. It's Evan Ingram and pretty much. Yeah, I guess it was, it would be peppers. Everyone else. I feel like if you look at players individually, they have a use on this team. It's a matter of being put in the right situation uh, and they can be. I don't know if they are. So I, I don't know. I don't think we can get um, value out of a lot of players, too. So what's Well, that's the, the thing. I yeah. feel like there's players on the team. Like, they're human beings that play football for the Giants, but <laughs> their trade value is another thing. Well, so. no, I, I mean, like, I don't want Bradbury going anywhere. I don't want Logan Ryan well, no, going anywhere. No, 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 no. Well, that's what I mean. It's either the fairly good players we have or the garbage. Like, uh... Kyle Frackwell, Frackrell, Frackrell. Nah, I don't know. It's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal, though, and he could. He has probably the. I mean, I'm just talking about who has value, right? Like, if you're really honest about who's on the team, like maybe you can 
he's not going to be a long-term answer, I don't think. Sure. Maybe he has some trade value and get a third-round, fourth-round pick, package a third-round, fourth-round pick to get a second-round pick. You got to just – we need draft capital because yeah. we're really working with nothing right here. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I, I didn't realize he was on a one-year deal, and he is playing well. So that could be, you know, for someone trying to compete, that's that's definitely might be a good trade for them for some from depth on the – oh, you know, a pass-rushing depth. I don't know. I don't think any of these trades are going to happen, though, if Gettleman is still a GM because these are all moves he made to win this year. And <laughs> to just yeah. fire sale it all in the middle of the year would be – Either he's assuming he's going to come back next year, or um, he's he's not in control anymore. So I think I think getting rid of Gettleman before the trade deadline would be great, oh. but that's definitely not going to happen. No. Can, can we do talk about a little addition by subtraction? Um, Ryan Lewis and Madre Harper need to leave the country as fast as possible <laughs> because they are the worst defensive backs I've ever seen in my entire life. They are trash. It's not so bad. good, man. I, I my, my notes, I, I'm cursing all over my notes because he he's a mother of a player, this Madre, and he needs to get the hell out of town. <laughs> mother of a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember mentioning a couple weeks ago, like, that was the, the biggest glaring deficiency on the entire defense was that second corner spot. Oh. He has not been playing well. And there yeah, is no answer on, this, on, on the squad at all. Uh, let's talk about uh, this game a little bit. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, well, uh the game? How little, I mean, or how we think about it. The game? You want to talk about the game? Uh, I, I, I was hoping we would just skip it this week, but... Okay, right. we can do that, right. too. Can, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, so... Well, can, can, I want to talk about the funny things, but that's, you know... Yeah, yeah don't worry, don't worry. So, I All mean, right. listen, Thursday night in Philly, uh, Giants had, like, the super heartbreaking loss, uh, 21-22. They had an 11, 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't hold on. It was a rough one. You know, this was this was in the game against another bad team in the NFC East. And it was another close game where the Giants choked at the end. I mean, it is what it is. Dan, what are, what are your thoughts on the game this, this week? It's, it's hard to, to sum up. I just think there were, again, a couple moments that were good. I thought it seems to me that every game starts off sort of promising on the offensive ball when we have a scripted uh, offensive game plan, which is interesting because then once we go off script, everything – Seems to go sideways. They looked really good on that first drive. Um, they, I think, the first play of the, off the game was a handoff to Evan Ingram, which seemed to work. Um, but then everything slowly declined <laughs> the further into the game we got. Um, there, there is just, I, I don't know. There's no cohesiveness. There's nothing we can rely on offensively, uh, defensively. I feel like we've been touting how good they've been, um, and I think they have been good, but they can't keep us up for an entire season without getting any support from the offense. Uh, I spent the entire second half basically watching Andrew Thomas specifically, and he sucks. He's, <laughs> he's just, I mean, not saying he's ne- he's always going to suck. You know, like he, I, I get, we can't give up on him, but he looks so bad guys. He looks so bad. So I, I saw this um, in an article um, where Joe Thomas, the offensive tackle, um, you know, a Hall of Fame offensive tackle is breaking down Andrew Thomas and why he's a red flag and this and that and, and how he should have, he was overvalued. And, and there was a stat in this article from the Post where it said uh, this season, Andrew Thomas allowed 37 quarterback pressures and six sacks, whereas uh, Werfs, Wills, and Becton combined uh, only allowed 27 pressures and five sacks. So um, oh, he obviously, you know, evaluated it wrong and took the wrong guy there. I think, I think we can say that I'm not saying he can't be good, 
but you know the, the conditions were the same for the other tackles and he's not performing and it and it's really hurting the offense it's just he's getting blown up and beat and, and nothing can happen um and i don't know if starting uh pert there is going to make a difference but there seems to be some sort of you know you know, protection of him because it's such a high draft pick, but something needs to be done. He either get better really fast or we need to, to move him around and try him in another spot because um, he looks really, really bad. And if, if you watch him specifically, he's getting blown off the ball. His feet aren't moving. He's he's bent at the waist. He's just over his toes. It just looks really bad. Um, and I'll say that at the end of the game when they were winning by, I think, 11 points with six minutes left, I, I didn't have any doubt that they were going to lose that game. I was pretty certain they were going to lose that game. Um, it's just a classic Giants-Eagles meltdown. The Eagles played pretty bad most of the game. They were, they were trying to give it away, too. Uh, it's a classic NFC East. And then uh, and then, then the Giants, you know, handed it off in the end of the game. Um, so I'm, I'm upset about it, but, you know, what, what can you do? I just have a little bit of a retort to, and don't get me wrong, I think Andrews Thomas is playing absolutely trash like uh, nowadays i mean he's he's not he's not doing it but i read another uh, article too from his college um position coach who was interviewed about it and he was just dumbfounded he was dumbfounded about it he was just like this is not the same player that i coached in college he was one of the more sound technique um having skill having players that i've ever coached in my life and this coach, I forget his name, but he was he was wondering, is it a confidence thing or is it a coaching thing? I wonder if it, it does end up being a coaching thing combined with confidence. So if he was that good in college and he seemingly had the skills and the intellect to do to do it, what's happening now for it to be the absolute opposite direction? Because he wasn't garbage in college by any means. So why is he garbage now? Is it just You're that playing step up? way better players. I, yeah, and that could be too. But like it, the guy was just so flabbergasted because even his, his fundamentals were things that he never did in college. Things that he overcame earlier on when he started being a, a starting player. And then he just slipped back into these old habits. And I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting to hear that point of view as, as well as Joe Thomas too. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, Colin, you know, other than Andrew Thomas, what, what were your feelings on the game as a whole? Um, I, well, I, I wrote down a couple of things that I thought were I, – I try to keep my mind uh, at ease as much as I can when I'm getting more and more disappointed. And I thought there were some funny things that made me giggle here and there. For starters, um, Joe Buck really, really started it off strong with um, making me continue to dislike him very much so. <laughs> The first thing he said was, Giants win the toss, and they decide to leave. I don't know if you caught that, but he said it <laughs> just to start the game. And I was just like, oh, my God. I know you guys hate this team, but can you just not? Hey, hey, give him credit for calling the World Series game the same night as he called oh, that game. I <laughs> and I'm sorry, I call it the same week. He did two games the same week. Excuse me. They're, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Hey, him and his hair plugs can do whatever he, whatever he wants. <laughs> Um, Did he do like Tuesday night, then Wednesday, then Thursday? Yeah, he's been he's been and, all over the place, yeah. man. Oh, I, I'm going to commend him. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought this was really interesting. 
Uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Philly decided to let fans in, and I think they were w one of the more northern teams to finally let some sort of uh, fans in the stadium. Yeah, Pennsylvania, man. Yeah. What I thought was interesting about that is they, they had them intertwined with the cardboard cutouts, so you yeah. didn't know if they were real or fake <laughs> until you looked a little closer. And I got a giggle out of that. I love that. Um what else was interesting? Oh, I have a nickname. I, I, I've come up with a nickname for a player on our team, and I think it's time that he uh, he, he actually is, is um, I don't know, given the credit that we, we've been giving him, but he really needs it. Listen to this. Gallman de God. Mm. <laughs> All you know, I'm a big Gallman guy, man. Well, I'm glad he got his opportunities this week. I have, and he made, he made the most of them. I have no. He should be the starting running back. I don't see why he, well, he isn't. Well, at, at this point, yes, he should be. At the, I was writing notes of, of what he was doing, and a, after a while, I just wrote Galma to God instead of writing anything that he was doing. <laughs> because he was the only life in the offense. So I was like, oh my God, where's this coming from? It was wonderful. Especially in the second half, he really started coming on. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. The, the rest of the game, I, I don't know. I, it, was, I was, it was the most hope that I've felt in a while. And as soon as I let myself feel that, I also let myself get ready for it to all go down. And it did. And I was uh, almost uh, had this this morbid satisfaction in knowing it was going down again. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's just there's more of the same. It's just another close game against a bad team that they didn't come out and win. I know the against the football team they did, but this has kind of been the same story. They let out a touchdown on the first drive. Um you know, the offense was inconsistent as usual. DJ had some good plays, some bad plays. You know, another choke performance in the fourth quarter when it mattered with the sack fumble. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch him play sometimes because he's really athletic on those runs. <laughs> and I want to say, um, do you guys remember, uh, before, right before uh, quarantine started, we the last weekend you could basically do anything. We went to Collins Bachelor Party in New Orleans. And I had had a couple of, couple of sodas that night. And I, I, I ran a little bit down the road, and I couldn't stop myself. And I it's full the first on, time you ran in years, right? Yeah, yeah 100%. And, <laughs> right, uh, and I full-on just lost my legs and, like, flipped over, like, popped into a car. And then the stuff threw out, flew out of my pockets while like, I was Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Lost everything I owned, and <laughs> everyone just kind of laughed at me. And that's – Danny, I feel, I feel you, man. I've been in that situation where mm -hmm. everyone's laughing at you because – You can't run? Because you, you, you can't <laughs> – because you ran too fast and lost the game for, for everybody else. Hey, when you have a couple of Dr. Thunders too many, that's what happens. <laughs> Nobody likes that. I, I mean, um, if I want to talk about some like good stuff, I mean, it was nice to see Shepard back and contributing. Yeah. I, you know, that that's cool. I, you know, Tate got his touchdown. Slayton kind of disappeared this game, which was unfortunate. He did. But, you know, I want to I obviously want to bring back my, my, my love for Gallman. was doing really well. Um, Deion Lewis with the fumble. DJ with the pick off, off the Ingram tip. And then I'll just say it again because I have to. It's sack fumble ruin the game. And, and I'll tell you right now, guys, I was I, I worked that night. I got done with work. And I, I'm in a unique circumstance probably while I have a lot of people. So I, I was working I work at a bar. So at the end of the night, I'm done with work. And I'm like, I'm in a bar. And the Giants game's on. So I'm the only one of the only guys in New York City sitting at a bar. I had my nice uh, KCBC superhero sidekicks mm. uh, that I poured for myself. And I was sitting at the bar with my coworker watching the game, and I was like, this is awesome. Giants are up. Things look good. And then, you know, um, let's just say we had maybe a couple more drinks after the, 
after it ended. <laughs> Woof. Oh my uh, god. So guys, I want to ask you. Um, now, now that we're you know we're gonna keep watching these games and, and we're not gonna stop because we're big Giants guys. So what what are you guys gonna do to get yourself pumped up before these games to get excited about it now? Because mm. you know things are things are getting rough. So um, you know Dan Dan, what's your what's your go to for that? I, I like to do some meditation, uh, center my chi, um, <laughs> really find oneness with uh, the earth around me, the ground that I sit on, um, and then you know flick on the game. And uh, just imagine that it isn't happening, and just just practice full <laughs> detachment, like a, like a young Buddhist monk, and to just you know whatever it is is uh, you know what is time, what is football, if it's not uh, animal skin wrapped in air, you know, <laughs> skin wrapped in air. <laughs> that... Wow, that oh. is that that is some. Are you a philosophy you guys with me? major in a? Yeah, in oh yeah, I'm or? with you. I'm with you. you guys with me? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking something more tangible, but this is very existential now. We should. No, I mean, tangibly, I I, uh, I pray to God that my son doesn't wake up from his nap if it's a one o'clock game. Uh, have a, a barley pop or two, and then realize I can't drink beer anymore, um, and feel sick to my stomach because I'm a weak old man, and uh, and then watch the Giants lose and and pray my fantasy team doesn't lose. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I I'm always about uh, having a couple of barley pops before the game. Because usually I work pretty late the night before. My wife is a very, very good cook, so she'll make some super legit breakfast. And then you just pop open some New England IPAs, man. Mm. That's what life's I had a, about. I had a sloop. Uh, what is it? Sloop? Oh, yeah. Uh, sloop? Juice Bomb or Super Soft or what? Um, I'm not sure. It's there. I guess they have like a number of New England IPAs. They but do. It was like they an do. Orange, orange can. Same. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It was just their New England IPA. I don't, I don't even know what it was called. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, lo- I love I love Sloop. Uh, where I live, um, you can get Sloop anywhere in the bodega, and it's like very well priced. So you know, I'm, I'm a big beer nerd, as you guys know. So I'll go seek out all this stuff, go to breweries, find all this like mm. weird stuff. And TJ, and if if Daniel Jones was a craft beer, what craft beer would he be? <laughs> God, um, that oh, is like man. a really good question. That's um, a great question. Probably imagine he would be like the worst beer from a really good brewery. He'd be like, he'd be like an other half pilsner. That's what he yeah, would that's be. Good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, wow. He could be great, but he's like, just eh. like you could, you could, you could go to other half and get like a ten percent, like deliciously tasting New England IPA, and it's amazing, or like a really good sour or stout or whatever. But yeah, that would know, be like Russell go, Wilson. I'm gonna take the train. To, I'm gonna take the G train eight stops to go buy a pilsner at other half instead. <laughs> that's Daniel Jones to me. So you're, you're you're going out of your way to have a mediocre time. That's basically there you go, right? That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go across the street to the bodega and buy buy sloop pills if I wanted to. Yeah. But instead, I'm going to take all that time. I mean, I live near Grimm too, which is a great brewery. Um, you know, if I want to wake up in the morning and go walk 15 minutes and uh, maybe get like a, a really old like farmhouse pale ale in a bottle for 13, 14 dollars, not enjoy it at all. That's basically watching a Giants game at this point. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Wait, wait, and one last one before we get on this analogy. If Dave Gettleman was a beer, what would he be? Oh, if uh, Dave Gettleman was a piss. beer, he would be. Yeah. He, I, I would say he would be like a barley wine because he's really because it tastes it tastes like crap and it's really expensive and nobody <laughs> likes it, even though they pretend they do. <laughs> nobody <laughs> pretends anymore. <laughs> That's what about awesome. though? Like you guys ever? I mean, I know the three of us go back on our on our music thing. We we were in a band when we were younger. Colin, you're still in bands. I know Dan likes to play with himself a lot. I'm always playing with myself too. That's right. 
<laughs> you know, what kind of... You, you guys like to listen to the music before the game to get it going, or what? I probably should. It would probably calm me down. I, I wish I could say that I do. Do you know what I have to end up doing to just to prepare, to prepare for these games? Is to try to fight my inner youthfulness of or, or my inner Colin from about 15 years ago that you guys know so much where I have to it's like like beating the devil down to make sure he doesn't come back out and I start throwing hats and screaming and then making sure that the everybody who is talking to me for the next week has a bad time so uh, oh, you should go with my program you should you should center your chi and as for music you know that there's tibetan monk hymns and stuff that i love to play before games. i'm a gregorian really... chants kind of guy personally. okay i just yeah. prefer like an hour long didgeridoo uh throat singing sustain note i think i think we could talk about when times are good i definitely like to listen to some music before giants games yeah um we used to play a lot of wu-tang clan before giants games yes uh, like shimmy shimmy yo you know, after games when the Giants when the Giants won, that's the moment I'll never forget when the Giants beat the Packers in two thousand seven. Um, there's just me and like six dudes in a room blasting shimmy shimmy yo, basically like like moshing. It was the weirdest weirdest like combination, but we were so jubilant and happy <laughs> that we just needed ODB yelling in our face. Uh, um, yeah, I, well, moment. Colin, we were in college and we were at that bar, the Republic. We went to college in Oneonta. I was and just I about was, to like, bring this up. I was like <clears throat> hugging hugging dudes I didn't know. Like whatever it was, just, it was a very similar experience. And then, and then I think I like uh, might have desecrated a man's cheese hat. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> those were darker times. <laughs> granted, granted, he was talking a lot of trash up until that point, but you, he was already so forlorn and destroyed. And then you took the cheese hat off and threw it on the ground, and you may have uh, put a couple of spittles on it. Uh, you know, but we're all yeah. young ones. We all like to have a good time. Hey, we went to the Super Bowl. We did. We did win the Super Bowl, so it was all worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. I, I remember I had to work the day of the Super Bowl, and then I got off. I was like, ran into the room at what was it? We had Jesse's house. Yep. That was a fun day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout what? out to Alicia. You know what's up? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> fun night that was. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. It depends on the time of day for me. Like, if it's a one o'clock game, I'm, I'm probably not gonna yeah. listen to music. I'm probably just gonna, you know do my thing with my kid in the morning and then and then you know hopefully i'll have enough time to just you know my watch the game um if it's a later game though you know i i, I don't mind throwing on some like uh some hip-hop some asap rock around the jewels or you know maybe a later night game you know some some i know colin and i probably rock some lamb of god before the cowboys game on the way there um <laughs> a couple years ago yes, so we that did. was good hell yeah um some opeth to just go black metal yeah yeah Get i mean really... it's it's better than, than the normal things I listen to. Is mostly just the Wiggles and super simple songs. So, <laughs> and yeah, that's how, that's why actually why I wanted to get an Australian viewer because I wanted to shout out Emma from the Wiggles on, on this podcast. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have I have one song that I I, I always intended on incorporating, uh, and I always pictured them playing it at a game, but. Who knows when we'll be at a game, number one, and, and I think there's just too many expletives uh, for it to be used. But it's perfect. It's uh, Big Pun's New York Giants, if you recall. Oh, sure. What yeah, a wonderful yeah. song that is. And it would be so perfect for Pump Up, and it just just hasn't gotten there yet. Maybe there's still a chance someday when we are uh, I mean, They promising. got sort of close with, with Mike Jones and uh, – or uh, not Mike Jones. Who? Uh, Jim oh, Jones. Ballin, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jim yeah. Jones and, and Dipset. I feel like Dipset should they, just They did a New York Giants remix of that song. Yes, yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, After yeah. they started doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot yeah, yeah. about that. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I do have the first to... time I heard. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I just uh, I remember they still do it. I don't know if uh, at least a couple of years ago they did it when they come out to uh, uh, wake up by Rage. That was the ultimate yeah. pump up. That's just that's Matrix. that's it. Like I throw out ACDC, Hell's Bells, like that's fine. That's old school. But coming out, you see them in the tunnel. They have the camera in the tunnel, and then Wake Up comes on, and I feel like I'm in the Matrix or something. Or, or... Rage is the ultimate pump of music yeah. for oh, anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, Vietnam. Well, I mean, we should do another segment about like playlists I made in the football locker room. In Absolutely. Just the construction of that was one of my favorite things in the world. Well, it had a lot of emo on it, which was funny in, in itself. I mean, but... it reflected the times, and yeah. I was also trying to convert people. That's true. Um, but. We'll talk about that another time. That's a long. That's a long segment. Mm-hmm. Probably next week after they get destroyed. You know, let's talk about that. Let's oh talk yeah, about let's talk about the Bucks game. So Giants hosting Bucks at home on Monday night, which will probably be the the lowest rated Monday night football game. Another uh, prime time. Yeah, um, you know, I don't get it. So they're going to going to God. <laughs> such a jerk. Anyway, going to the game. Bucks are fifteenth on offense and third on defense. Giants are continually thirty first on offense and now a little bit better, fourteenth on defense. I mean, I don't like the chances at all for the Giants. I actually watched uh, the Raiders-Bucks game um, on Sunday, and I know that Brady and Co. on offense have kind of been having their struggles, but they definitely put it together that game. Well, Gronk woke up. weapons on that team. Yeah, Gronk woke up. Yeah, but they, they have too many weapons on that team. Um, I know he's not really getting the ball out to the wide receivers as much as Winston did, but Brady's not the same quarterback as Winston is because he's actually good at it, um, even though he doesn't have the arm anymore. But, uh, you know, F Tom Brady, they have a lot of talent on the sides of the ball. Defense is super good. I, I, I don't know. Unless unless Brady gets scared of seeing the, the blue uniforms like he did in the days past, I, hey. I just don't see it. What what if? Um, what if? What if? I mean, and also I think Bruce Arians is, like, one of my favorite coaches in the league. Um, even though he did look like he ate a whole bag of boomers before the game on Sunday, <laughs> staring off into space with big wide eyes. Yeah, like, what? Know, would, can, like, can you explain that? Because I, I missed that completely. What was the scene? Like, what what, what were the, like, was it offense or defense on the field of his? And, like, why would he like, be I doing that? I don't, I don't know if it was just, like, the, 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 how the way the light was reflecting off his face shield or something, but it was just, like, very wide eyes with, like, a gaped open mouth. Like, every time they put the camera on him, I was like, is, that, is this guy calling the plays or what is he doing right now? It looked <laughs> weird. His skin looked funky. I hope. Oh, I, did he? He did have cancer, right? Or no? The, oh, I'm sorry. Pagano had cancer. He took over for him. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's yes, a mistake. Yes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I hope he's healthy. He he. Me too. Look, he looks like he's got a healthy appetite. I mean, you could say. He lo- like- He loves those. <laughs> <laughs> he loves those Kangol hats. That's for sure. Him and Samuel oh, yeah. Jackson. Very stylish. Mm. Dan, do you have as a as a connoisseur of men's fashion? Do you have anything to say about Bruce Arian Kangol hat? No, that guy's a G man. He he can he can swing it. Um. I think Kangles really do help out uh, more larger guys. It gives you like an aura of like, yo, that guy, that guy knows what's up. He's yeah, he, he knows what's up. Um, <laughs> I, I do like Bruce Arians a lot. Um, I like to I like to note that Giants uh, versus Bucks. <laughs> Giants are a ten point dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as the spread, um, but I will note that the Giants uh, entering Super Bowl um, forty two against the Patriots in two thousand eight were. Thirteen point five point spread on that game. Wait, 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 uh, Dan, so... are, are you getting positive here for a second? Is that what that is? No, I think I'm Dan's saying... trying to say you should bet on the Bucks. Oh, oh okay, okay, got it, because <laughs> yeah. they're only they're only giving them ten points. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, the the Bucks. 
I feel like shored up all the flaws that people were concerned about in prior weeks uh, in this past game. Um, they were Brady looked good as begrudgingly as I want to give him credit for that. Um, I don't think Antonio Brown will play, but maybe he'll you know wreak havoc in the locker room this week. Um, <laughs> what fight somebody? But, uh, yeah, the Bucks are really good. Um, JPP. Uh, might have a, a coming home moment. I, I could see that happen. Oh, do you Maybe think they'll can... they'll put out the fireworks for him or? <laughs> oh baby! I mean, he has five and a half sacks this year. He looks all right. Also, good J- joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JPP Andrew Thomas matchup is going to be a personal favorite of mine. Oh boy! Um, oh, by the way, why did they sign AB? Like, did they not have enough dudes to throw the it ball? It was Tom. Through? It was Tommy. Yeah. He did it. Well, you have you have the already have the best wide receiver duo in the league, arguably, and now you. I mean, I know Antonio Brown hasn't been playing, but his talent is undeniable. So now we want you. Who? How long before know. Antonio Brown gets pissed off because he's not catching enough balls? Well, guys, question, right? We saw Tom, Tom wanted uh, Antonio Brown to stay with him when he played in New England. Yep, and it Antonio was Bill Brown found lodging elsewhere. Maybe maybe Tommy just wants another another bud to hang out at the house. Um, down in Tampa Bay, and, and just spend the night with him, and 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 not kiss on the lips. He needs uh, he needs someone <laughs> to sexually harass his wife, or what? <laughs> well, I mean, like Arians came out himself. He was just like, yeah, this wasn't my choice. Uh, if you're not a team player, you can get out. And that was That's like, right. I, did, I loved seeing. He did that. say that. Yeah, yeah that is wonderful. Awesome. That is awesome. That was before he took the boomers. I, I would imagine. Well, <laughs> maybe he took the boomers and decided, yeah, go for it, Tom. Yeah. Live your dream. <laughs> So, um, what do we? All right, I, I know, I know, we, I know, Colin specifically hates when I ask this question. So I'll start with him first. Okay. Colin, what's the score of this game? Forty-two uh, nothing, Bucks. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a bold prediction, Dan. I like Dan? it. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go uh, thirty-four to um, twelve, all field goals. <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, I, I don't see how the Giants' offense is going to move this ball against the Bucks' D whatsoever. I'm going to have to go uh, Bucks uh, 34-10. Nice, nice. I All think right. the Giants might get a pick of Brady and bring it back to give the give them good field position and they'll punch it in. Other than that, Graham Gano. Let's we'll not. One. I, I'm just going to say it again because he's still kicking so much. You know what, uh, Blake Martinez. I mean, he's just still doing it. So I hope he's the one to take that that pick back because I mean, he's he's leading the league in tackles right now. I think it's seventy five. We all love Blake. We all love James Bradbury. Um, but yeah, they unfortunately they can't play uh, offense. Yeah. So shout out to the defensive line though. Yeah, our defensive line is like all three tackles are, are ranked in the top twenty, which uh, is yeah. absurd. So yeah. Yeah, man. I hope they pay Dalvin. They got to pay Dalvin at the end. I of agree. The year. Oh, Dalvin over over Williams. All day. By the way, 100%. Where, where's B.J. Hill gone? I have, uh, He was like a, a ghost. Almost. They should trade him. They should trade him. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. He might, I mean, look, he's, he's playing okay. Um, I have the numbers here, Colin. He, uh, he played 30, 25 snaps, 31%. Um, yeah. Well, what did he do? I mean, he, he, <laughs> he played football. Yeah, oh. B.J. Hill's the 28th ranked defensive tackle in the NFL right now. Wow. Um, he's got trade value. He's young. Then there you go. There's my guy. There's my guy to trade right there. BJ Hill is the guy to trade Alright well thank you guys for listening tonight To the Big Blue United Podcast As always if you have any questions or comments Shoot us an email to BigBlueUnitedPodcast At gmail.com Please subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Big Blue United Uh, Thanks for listening guys and have a good night Peace Later haters